2: now
3: Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Military tensions are escalating globally with new headlines out regarding Iran and Hezbollah, which is out of Lebanon. Well, Iran's saying the time is up to Israel, you guys better not mess around. Hezbollah is saying they are stronger than ever. The USA better watch out. There's a new alert from the State Department warning Americans worldwide to be careful. We are back
5: with Beyond the Surface. I'm Ivory Hecker. And I'm Elizabeth Lane. Yes, Ivory, things are escalating all over the world. I feel like, I don't know, do you re- Remember any year, like since you were born, that everything just hit us at the same time: war after war, conflict after conflict. Then some aliens, some—I mean, everything, everything at the same time. It's incredible. But yeah, this is serious, though. Now. Iran is getting involved, which was not the case just even a, f- a few days ago. I have a little clip from Fox News about this. Yeah. Here it is. New worries the Hamas-Israel war could be spreading to multiple fronts after Iran's embassy in Syria said that time is up for Israel. The warning following Iran's foreign minister declaring other fronts will open if Israel does not stop what he calls crimes against Israel. Palestinians. Uh, You know, I think that's not just crimes against Palestinians, but crimes against humanity. Because here's the thing, you know, I've been uh, a subject to a lot of controversy on my own and channel, because people really don't understand because everyone is approaching this very emotionally, right? So they see Hamas, bombing Israel, and these terrible, terrible videos, some of them fake, some of them real. I'm not, like, saying that... I'm I'm not going lightly on casualties that Israel took. But we have to understand what's really going on behind the scenes. We can't just look at... a you know bloody picture of of dead bodies and be like oh my god this is terrible kill hamas destroy that see this is what they want they want the division between society uh, without understanding what have happened before in history what's going on i don't want to be a defender of hamas like i said and i keep repeating myself that i'm not on the israeli side and i'm not on the palestinian side i'm certainly not on the side of hamas so but i do understand something that before we ever got here there was years and years of pressure and terrible conditions that palestinians lived in and i always say i always have these discussions with congress people especially the the warmongers who are pushing for war right now to get egypt uh, involved in this and iran involved in this and so on you know their argument is well you know why did they start the war why did they attack well What do you do when you are not heard for years and years? Like, you know, me and I, uh, me and you don't have kids. But people who do, they will understand this better. So anyone that ever uh, has visited or been to Gaza, they know that if you're born in Gaza, you're kind of born dead. You know, you yeah, the, the living conditions are incredible there. It's, it's not, it's like living like animals, you know? So people just had it. And what do you do if, if you know that you have very little chances of making it to 30, if you're born in Gaza, right? You're, you're already dead. There's no way you can ever have a normal job. Like you have to literally think about food every, every week. What are you going to eat? What are you going to feed your kids? So if that's the living conditions for you, and then, you know, I will always compare it to, uh, have you ever heard of a case uh, uh, for, of Andres Breivik? Uh-huh. Andres, so Andres Breivik was this crazy person, uh, psychopath who killed a bunch of kids on Toya. Uh, and he's sitting in prison in, in Europe and he's in way better conditions than in, you know, many Americans are in their usual lives. And then we have people in Gaza who hunt for food, literally. And compared to this criminal that ki- killed like 60 something kids, it's, it's, it's unfair at very least. Maybe I'm a little bit more violent person than most, but if I know that my kid is about to die before he gets 30 because of the living conditions that we live in, I don't care if I die fighting or I die sitting. And that is the cho- choice that Hamas made. They are like, well, we're going to die anyway. Like we are treated as as corpse as dead people anyway, so why don't we die fighting and this is the problem that people don 't understand then another thing here is um the origins of hamas right so who created hamas where was this like where where are they getting their the funding from
4: the sponsor of my coverage the us debt spike could ignite a long term rally in gold since march of 2020 the us added another 8 trillion dollars in debt and gold is up 50% now with the fed raising rates the interest payment on our debt has surpassed 1 trillion dollars annually brics nations met Last month, an oil rich nation, Saudi Arabia and the UAE have joined Russia, China and India. Fifty one percent of Americans can't pay their credit card bills, which just surpassed one trillion dollars for the first time in history. If this is build back better, increased spending and regulation is likely to continue with Yellen saying now that we can still afford to pay for two more wars. Buying gold and silver is a strategic play that several countries are doing today. Who's looking out for the little guy when the government doesn't? Isn't it time that you look at gold and silver? Call America's own precious metals company, National Gold Group. Check it out in my description. You'll always get best-in-class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. Mention my channel, Ivory Hecker. National Gold Group has a free IRA fee waiver program on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-617-5927. Get a free investor guide in my description. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated Gold IRA dealer, 888-617-5927. Remember, there's always a risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results,
5: right? And if you go way back, and I I think we have a clip for this where... um, Ron Paul, right? Yes,
4: Ron Paul explains. This is a crazy clip about America's role in both sides of Hamas and Israel. Here it is.
6: In many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at, because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and it served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system. We're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first, indirectly and directly through Israel, help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill him. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yes. Wow.
5: He's absolutely right there. And um, Yasser Arafat, I'm not going to go into his history, but was saved by the Americans. Uh, you would think that if we are such a good ally with Israel and we pledge our allegiance to Israel, which is completely, un- I-, I don't understand why, but let's say we do. We just like them so much, right? Then why are we saving their enemies, Why are we funding their enemies? Which is Yasser Arafat has his back against the wall in Libya. And we were the ones who who saved him, you know, because let me explain what's going on. This is very small amount of very powerful individuals who are trying to control every conflict. They saved Yasser Arafat because it was not time For Israel to take over. They wanted to control the conflict. And we're going back to the globalist agenda. This is what people don't get. And some Israelis do get it. You will see lots of Jews, lots of even Israelis who are actually uh, pro-Palestinian rights because they understand that they are being played by the government of the United States and Israel. So this is why I say stop this division, people. Like I'm pro-Israeli, I'm pro-Palestinian. Be pro-people. And understand that very little amount of individuals on top are playing everyone, including Jews and Palestinians. Because there is no other explanation. Why would they fund both sides to attack each other? Because they like this. They, they, they get to uh, consolidate power like this. They get to make a lot of money. You know, so there's a lot that goes on down the, you know, this conflict. So because we don't have time to cover everything deep, like go very, very deep and cover everything. My suggestion to everyone out there would be less emotions, uh, stay with each other. Understand that Palestinians and, and Israelis are the same people. They both want to be free. They they both want the same things for their families. So maybe look at the small, very powerful elements on top and what is their agenda, you know? Right. Well, speaking of America funding both sides, US uh,
4: Biden is pushing for Congress to send 100 million dollars over to the Middle East to Israel, but also actually the majority of that money he still wants to send to Ukraine because (laughs) things are popping off in Ukraine. We have this headline from Reuters U.S. decision to send long range missiles to Kiev was a grave mistake, says the Russian envoy. Washington's decision to send long range missiles to Ukraine. uh, Well, they'll have serious consequences, Reuters reports. Russia's ambassador to the U.S. said on Wednesday uh, after Kiev said that it used the weapons for the first time. Kiev is saying that they made serious damage. They created serious damage in Russia thanks to American missiles. Let me just show that headline from the Kiev Post before I get your take Says, uh, aftermath of Ukraine's devastating strike on this airfield revealed in satellite photos. So, Kiev is putting out this before and after satellite photo, and they're saying there's serious damage that you can see, uh, before and after. Now, I'm actually not seeing any craters there, so
5: I'm not no. sure. Uh, what's your turn? <laughs> no the the you know i reuters i don't want to disreuters at all they actually been doing a really good work in different parts of the world but uh this is nothing you understand like you know the, Ru- this for for russians this is nothing uh compared to where we are with israeli palestinian conflict right now this is so- not something that i would concern myself uh if i was russian um you know, the, the, the 1% in, in, in charge of this whole thing. But of course, the, the, the act itself, sending Ukraine long-range missiles that they said a million times they would not, right, is already an escalation of war on the other side when you have Israeli palestine conflict here to deal with, right? Why are you doing that? This is the real question that you need to ask. Why would we do that? What's the point? We know that Ukraine lost. They admitted a million times on air that yes, we are losing the war. There is no nothing left, right? Why would you not go for peace there? Why would you wanna escalate even farther? When Russia said that, hey, long range missiles, more of this flow of this type of technology, and this is it. Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna end this really badly. So why do you think they are doing this? Do they want the world conflict? Like I, I want to take, I, I want your opinion about this.
4: It seems like they do, especially when our Treasury Secretary is saying, oh, yeah, we can totally afford two wars, to, to fund two wars. Absolutely um, but, yeah. I And I don't know how, how that works, how it benefits. It must benefit people at the top. Uh, but it seems that everyone's pushing each other's buttons. I don't know why, and I wish it would stop. And I think that a lot of people are just calling, you know, they just want peace and and no hurting on I- any sides and we don't understand why our leaders want to kill innocent people in, in foreign countries. But yeah, the Russian ambassador said, quote, the consequences of this step from Ukraine sending American missiles into sure. Russia, uh, he says it was deliberately hidden from the public and the consequences will be the most serious of the most serious nature. So
5: uh, Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Ivory, Tucker actually said why. Like, I, I think Tucker was very right when he said because they simply cannot lose. They can't lose these conflicts because they are done. The one percent in America, their economy is going over, you know, over the cliff with the bricks. And they just cannot afford to lose. And Tucker warned us that what they intend to do is eventually go, go to war with Russia. Because they can't can't afford to lose there's the the game is over for them if they lose, you know, so I think he made a really good predictions because everything that the u s has done suggests that. He was right. So I think what we need to do, bring in Mike Jones, uh, a British journalist who's in Russia, actually in Donbass right now, uh, on the front lines and uh, update us with the situation to what's going on after this uh, huge escalation with the long-range missiles. Well, we have Mike Jones here. Excuse my hair. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> so We have Mike Jones, a uh, British journalist who's been covering Russia.
0: <laughs> so-
7: I have that effect on women.
5: (laughs) We must be low on sleepers. I I think we're good. Mm. We have Mike (laughs) Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Mike Jones is very popular in Houston. together.
7: I moved to Russia in 2018, uh, around about the start of the special military operation, on my lunch break from work. I just started covering the news headlines and just comparing the two. And then I had a big YouTube channel and then YouTube just nuked me completely. Um wow. the US State Department just completely wiped me out. And uh, that was after I came to Don Muss and started um delivering presents to kids at like Christmas time and taking humanitarian aid and that was just unacceptable. So I got oh
4: wow so you're you're an independent journalist but you don't have like a journalism background but you just kind of no
7: no 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 definitely not you we're
4: actually showing oh wow and you think yeah I state, you
7: just pointing the camera
4: you think the state department took you out
7: um I'm not sure yeah newsguards released a hit piece and newsguard are a front company for the us state department uh graham Phillips in his court case as well in his lawyers suing they've uncovered the links and traces for the uk government lobbying for youtube to delete him and probably me as well as a british citizen and i've had people who visited me in russia they can get interrogated by the fbi regarding my circumstances what entry routes i used into donbass how i pay money to the uk and, it's and this is US. just
4: for showcasing information on what's happening on both sides
7: yeah yeah pretty much yeah
5: yeah, this happens a lot, and um, you know what's crazy the Mike's, uh, Mike might not be somebody like Anderson Cooper who started you know his career a million years ago, and journalism stuck to it, but this is actually a very good thing that I want to mention. I meet journalists, I call them liberates, who who just sit there and read the fake news right versus what Mike has bego- become in a very short period of time, like every time he talks about Russia. He can take on any CNN journalist that I know of and, and, you know, win the argument because of what he knows, because of what he experienced. Um, and this is like firsthand knowledge of, of what he's doing in Russia. And um, I can't wait to kind of interview him.
7: Well, with authenticity. Check out these Soviet curtains. <laughs> Soviet
4: wow. curtains.
7: Yeah, I, I, mean, I am not it,
4: familiar with Soviet curtains. How are they? I don't know, these
7: are like 1970s. This is a Soviet cupboard,
4: though. Um, oh, wow. Yeah,
7: yeah that's Donbass.
4: Oh, in Donbass. Wow.
7: <laughs> yeah, well, the guns. Uh, yeah.
4: Which, you know, for people, I'm sure most people have been paying attention. But yeah, that's the, that is the war zone. That's kind of, Donbass is the whole reason this whole, everything escalated between Russia and yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. What is your take, Mike, on these American missil- missiles? Reuters is, r- is reporting that Ukraine is now fired at Russia.
7: Well, the first reports were these missiles were delivered a long time ago, and we've seen that with many weapon systems that are promised. We will send these. We already know, and the Russian intelligence already knew that they had been delivered. Uh, we saw it with the depleted uranium ammunition from the UK, and that got blown up in a warehouse uh, shortly after. So the Atakim's missiles were known to be on the territory of U- Ukraine. See them employed? Uh, okay. Uh, the West got, got through on that one. I was reading an article just today from one of the air defense platoons, the commanders, who was saying same with uh, Storm Shadow slash Scalp missiles. It took a couple. They got through. But it doesn't take more than a few before the S-300, S-400 systems can catch up and learn their trajectories, their paths. Even those JDAM bombs as well, they've learned to adapt to those. So they've been assuring, certainly the Russian population, that uh, give us a little little while to either capture the actual munition, which they did in the case of the Storm Shadow and reverse engineer, or just adapt to the tactics before they can counter them. So this case with Budyansk Airport, the uh, airfield, that you, you talked about, yeah, I didn't really see any catastrophic damage there i think the main victory is that oh look we struck an airfield as they did with peskov airfield as well through these drones maybe not maybe from estonia or somewhere else so they have these tiny little pinprick victories look we shattered a window in moscow from a drone that got through and they make a big hullabaloo about it but the actual real uh real world implication is minimal at best and it doesn't that's the key thing. It doesn't affect the front line or the war effort and on the ground at all. It's just a PR victory at the end of the day.
5: Well, he has to now. You know, we heard Zelensky once. Once the aid to Israel started coming up as the main subject, Zelensky kind of stuck his head out and said, "What about me?" You know. So, like we heard that he he wants to get more attention because he knows that. Uh, West is completely and utterly directed towards Israel right now. And um, they know they are losing war in Ukraine. And Zelensky is trying the best he can to keep the money flowing. Mike, yeah. why, what
4: What brought you yeah. to Donbass? Why are you there right now?
7: Uh, it started from actual, actually it was criticism on a video I did where I absolutely battered the people that ran away from mobilization back this time last year in September. The Russians that fled through fear of mobilization, I said, that's disgusting, you traitors. Good riddance to you, because if you can't answer the call to protect the society that you live in and your families, then Russia doesn't need you nor want you. And if I had the call, I would answer it. And people rightly said, but you're a British citizen, so you're never going to receive the call, certainly not from the Russian Federation or until you become a Russian citizen. So I said, well, fine, I'll mobilize myself. So then I traveled to Donbass. I intended to buy a bullhunker, But when I told my story to a friend of mine, uh, he just gave me one. He he gave me a brand new, it's a Soviet designed four-wheel drive van. It's very, very rugged, very agricultural. It's definitely not built for comfort. But we filled it up with supplies from Moscow when we took it down around 5th of November last year was the first run, and I've been doing it every month uh, since. And now uh, this time we're taking stretches to some of the frontline units and some heaters to Mariupol and various humanitarian aid. Uh, So that's that's primarily why I was here in Donbass. And my focus was not to feed the war machine, to feed the misery and suffering, but rather to try and alleviate it as best I could.
5: That's awesome. Hey, Mike, so I kind of want to get into nitty gritty. What do you think? You know, let's look at the bigger picture while people are dissecting the leaves of the trees. Right. Let's get to the root. So we know and this is a long time. It was a private knowledge, but now it's a public knowledge that um, you see these generals talking about this all, all the, you know, over, over social media that the plan a long time ago was to attack seven different Middle Eastern countries. And by attack means, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. So they wanted to start in, yes, so Iraq, Afghanistan. and But the thing is, the West wanted to end this in Iran because uh, former CIA John Kiriakou said during the briefing, he heard that we we have seven different countries and we're going to end in Tehran. And he actually reached out to his superior and he said, did, did I misheard them? Like, did they say Tehran? And he was like, yeah, they've lost their minds. Like, this was a plan, okay? CIA doesn't do a week or two weeks or a month planning. They do years. And that that's the game of intelligence, right? So what do you think? Do you think we are at the end of this phase of, messing up entire Middle East and finally they are about to get Iran into this conflict by provocating, uh, you know, we now learn from this video that Hamas actually was fed by Israel itself to counter Arafat and now they use the monster they created to attack Israeli people, sacrifice some of the Israelis for a bigger purpose, to maybe cleanse uh, entire Gaza from Palestine. What 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 is your take on it? Because this is where I stand. Like, this seems to me that they are still carrying out the same plan they had so many years ago.
7: It could well be. And how much that plan has deviated, of course, we don't know. But I think you're referring to a speech of something like seven wars in seven years. Or
5: exactly, like exactly. That's, that's the briefing yeah. I'm referring to, yep.
7: Yeah, I think Which even... So, delivered, I know, somewhere as well. They
5: delivered on it. They just messed up Syria because of Russia and they couldn't forgive Russia exactly the same yeah. thing. Like, you know, they Russia was the reason they could not um, orchestrate regime change in Syria. So then they yep. realized yeah, that is the problem bit. and they have to get rid of Russia because Russia is aiding Syria. And there you go. Ukrainian war right here. And once Ukrainian war is sizzling, we are back to the same plan or at least seems like it. So what's your take on that?
7: Um, yeah, that may have been the plan, but I think some people are realizing that Iran isn't what it was years ago and has actually become a, a, quite a formidable force in the Middle East. I, I'm not an expert on it. It's somewhere I've actually wanted to go, uh, but I have to wait till I get a Russian passport because the British one, the bureaucracy to get there is horrendous. But for Russians, it's very easy to get to mm-hmm. Iran and to run. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to find out more about the people. Uh before and you know their society before I were to pass judgment or make those sort of things mm-hmm. uh recommendations about them, but suffice to say, from what we're seeing in the geopolitics and some of the speeches that are coming out, Iran is clearly a a major player in the Arab world, with now Saudi Arabia even keeping blinken overnight waiting, which is yeah you know, really disrespectful in that part of the world. That's a real big slight that can't be overlooked.
8: Absolutely. So there's
7: this shift of attitude and opinions over in that part of the world that's really, uh, this, this going against the US. But uh, one interesting opinion that I read was that no one wants to strike first. Uh, they're, they're waiting for Israel to be the one that triggers it. Now, whether that ground invasion of Gaza is enough for Iran, for instance, to, as they're warning, a preemptive strike or Hezbollah from the north to come down and open a second front uh, remains to be seen. But you you guys were talking about earlier about the uh, the children, the casualties in Palestine. It's a stated Israeli protocol to mow the grass. And that has been since, I believe, 2006. Where if there's any, any form of attack from Hamas they will mow the grass. And of course when you mow the grass, usually that's quite you know young, so that means everyone, children included, and that's a stated aim. Uh, and you Israeli policy. And then we're seeing these double standards that come out in the news. Yeah. So if Russia just bombs one electrical substation in Ukraine just before last winter, Ursula von der Leyen is categorically saying that's a war crime. Israel does it, and, well, we don't know, we need an investigation. Or Israel has the right to defend itself. The, yeah. the hypocrisy, certainly, uh, from all this, and even the case of this latest hospital, oh, we need an investigation. One missile lands in Kramatorsk. Russia did it. Straight. We yeah. haven't even seen the wreckage yet. We just got this photo that looks that's like something. True. Definitely Russia did it. Uh, And then later the investigation comes and Reuters might go, yeah, actually, Ukraine fired that. But we won't correct the original record. So there's this huge double standard hypocrisy going on. If we look at the U.S. Capitol uh, just recently, these protests going to the U.S. Capitol building. uh, Now Trump Jr. is coming out and saying, wait, if the Democrats do it, it's social justice and fine. But if anyone else does it, then it's uh, insurrection (laughs) <laughs> and the double standards of the US justice system. We have all these rules being bent in favor of the state of Israel. I'm not going to say Jews. I'm not going to say the Israeli people. Because no, no
0: yeah,
5: it's state of Israel. Jews are, Jews are uh, actually protecting their rights and Palestinian rights. Jews are standing against this. So let's not get all Jews involved. Yeah, okay? yeah absolutely. Yeah, That's
7: ab- why I don't like where people use blanket terms uh, and say Palestinians. Palestinians doesn't mean Hamas and vice versa and equally Jews doesn't mean Israel and all those connotations and all that but you've got to call it for what it actually is and particularly okay. if you say Zionists as well because there were Zionists in Ukraine and that is partly why Bandera. Sided okay. with can,
4: you, can you explain again what a Zionist is?
7: So a Zionist essentially is this philosophy of like this homeland and it's going to be of pure people in a certain way but certainly Zionism is like this is Uh, It's a radical
5: Jewish, uh, but, well, not necessarily. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. No, this
7: is what I mean. Certainly in the case of Ukraine, this was a Zion for Slavs, pure Slavs, true Slavs. Mm -hmm. Russians are not true, they're not pure, so they need to be slaughtered and and eradicated from the earth. This was the sort of uh, Bandera Zionism that was being um, propagated around there. Uh, Alexei Aristovich was one of the big proponents of that claiming that Ukraine was a Zion for the Slavs. And then we have uh, the state of Israel for Jews. And it's well, the irony is not lost on me that Zelensky is a Jew and was, was denied entry to Israel recently. Oh, uh,
4: wow. I didn't realize that. Well, he just
7: asked to wait. He wasn't necessarily, is, now is not a right time. Really? Oh, okay.
4: Uh, <laughs> wait, does this tie in with Kanye saying that black people are the original
8: Jews?
7: Oh man! Wow! <laughs> I don't even. Know. I have not heard of that. Creation.
0: He said that. I am Jew. Uh, he did. That's it.
2: No
1: fighterflare.com
7: Well, outside of my uh, expertise,
0: <laughs>
7: I also don't like to draw too many parallels between the situation in the Middle East and Ukraine and Donbass. I have alluded to it in some other interviews and videos whereby you have uh, certainly in the case of the Palestinians, specifically in the Gaza Strip in particular, where they are in an open air concentration camp now where they've been herded and um, then kept under these fences where you have a people who seek to have an autonomous state. They at least want recognition as an independent state, similar to the Donbass republics of Lugansk and Donetsk, uh, where they realized that, okay, Ukraine, you're not going to you're bombing your own citizens. So just agree to call us an autonomous state or you won't do that. Fine. We'll join Russia. So there are these these levels, as Elizabeth alluded to, where of frustration and desperation. And, of course, now we're seeing Hamas, which has its origins also in the Muslim Brotherhood from Egypt, set yeah. up by the British.
0: True, true.
5: And, and they, uh, this is, yeah, go
7: on. Yeah, same. so the British set up these, uh, these entities as well. And it's not just been there. We've, we've seen this playbook played out. Uh, multiple times in history, where you have this force to justify having a military presence of the imperial yeah. or colonial power. So, yeah, oh, well, yeah, we're fighting. Osama bin
5: Laden, yeah, exactly. Osama bin Laden was working for the CIA. Like, Absolutely. How, that's how, pretty much common
7: knowledge now, I, I think. And people okay. should that. But that's Osama bin Laden, former CIA. I think Saddam Hussein had CIA connections or. Oh, yeah. Uh, John so,
5: Nixon. John Nixon, CIA agent, told me this on my podcast. Like he flat out said that, uh, sorry, Saddam Hussein was our man, period. Mm -hmm. Is this the podcast that YouTube got rid of? Yep. That's the podcast that they deleted because, I mean, what do you do, Ivory, when you have a CIA officer who you Google John Nixon and the first thing that shows like 20-something years in CIA, right? So what? What they gonna do? They cannot disclaim that. Like, oh, John never worked in the CIA. Yes, he did. It, he's all over the uh, CNN and all the other news, right? So this man says that the the, the Hussein was our man in the beginning. you ah. know? So yeah. So that's the thing. Like, of course they have well, same to, playbook. Same playbook. Exact same thing. As Ivory
7: said, uh, I think Hamas was set to—it uh, was actually to split from the PLO, which was Yasser Arafat, exactly. so create another opposition to the opposition to divide and conquer and keep the Palestinians fighting among themselves. But then, as Ron Paul said, "Well, wait, what?" <laughs> they then were like, "Okay, no, let's have Hamas. Let's have Hamas as a um, you know, majority, and then we've we've got these problems now." So this is the divide and conquer that's kind of gone a little bit wrong. But then I I feel it's now serving other agendas. There have been a lot of questions that have been drawn as to how this took place. Egyptians saying, we warned you. Israel saying, no, you didn't. And I I think all of that's a distraction. One of the key points here is Biden landed in Israel, but Putin landed in China. So whilst all eyes are that way, something's going on over there. And I think that's going to be quite important in the coming days. And Iran, uh, certainly BRICS, actually. If we see the caliber of diplomat and politician, you've got the EU virtue signaling, I stand with Israel flying in. Let's have more war like Annalena Birbach. Yeah, yeah, sure. Have lots of weapons, all the weapons you can use to kill anybody you like. And we don't care where the weapons go. Whereas China and Russia saying, well, why don't we have peace? Recognize them as a independent state. Let's actually enforce the UN resolutions that already existed, that already passed. That no one bothered. Similar to Minsk one and two. We already had these agreements that no one enforced that even the guarantors, as Angela Merkel confessed later on, it was just the by time for another agenda to get at Russia. It's a s- similar playbook happening in the Middle East and same with the propaganda as well. We've had a uh, similar sort of flip flip round of lies and things just turned on their heads straightway to serve the agenda and then as i've already talked about the hypocrisy that comes out even on the top level and now we're having insurrection in the eu where their own diplomats are like wait how can you not say this is war crime how can you say you support israel claire daly then calling for the resignation of ursula von der leyen saying actually she's unelected and how does she speak for foreign policy for the eu from that position so how can she say the EU supports Israel? She literally can't. It's not in her job, remit. It's not her in her power to do so. And even Yusuf Burrell going, yeah, actually, what is she talking about?
5: Well, here's the thing. We know who's bought by the West. When they come out and do that, they are pretty much exposing themselves. Like, hey, it doesn't matter what you what's going on. Right. Like my. Donors are telling me this. Is what I need to do. So this is what's going to happen. I'm not. I can't name the name of this person. I wish I could, but then I will break all the trust that I have left with with this Just
7: person. Just what Rawls says, and an, an anonymous source close to the matter.
5: Yeah, anonymous source close to the matter that sits Fair. in Congress in the U.S. Um, yes. Told me something at 3 a.m. at night. <laughs> so here it is. Um, he texted something interesting. He said, uh, well, you know, pretty much like Israeli will destroy the the, the Palestine. Um, well, I mean, Gaza and Palestinian people in Gaza, but they shouldn't have started the war. And what they are doing, he says, and I want to hear both of your opinions. What they're doing is they are hiding. Uh, the Hamas is hiding behind innocent civilians. So I did not answer to that because if I had... You know, if I answered, then I had to go in like this freaking Bible of like what's really going on. So he got mad and he's like, stand your ground. You don't answer like you have no answer on that. And I was like, "Okay, you know what? You're asking for it, bro. So I said, when Ukrainian soldiers in Donbass hid behind the citizens underneath the buildings and and the buildings had to get bombed because they were there, then it was okay by you. Right. Because he was one of the biggest warmongers. Sending weapons to Ukraine So that's okay if Ukraine hides behind Because the justification is Oh, Ukraine is weak Guess what? Hamas is way weaker than Israel with, with the American military backing Israel So the only thing they can do Is take hostages and say Stop bombing or your hostages die As simple as that You know So it's, it's done out of weak position Desperate position To, to hear the cries of Palestinian people That's how it's done. So if they are hiding behind civilians, which whatever the fact is, if they are, it's done because they cannot support themselves better than Israelis can. Okay, it's not even a competition here, unless Hezbollah gets gets involved, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer. But I want to I want to hear your opinions about this.
7: I'll let Ivory go first.
5: Well, that makes sense. If you're saying, you're
4: saying that the, that Hamas is hiding behind its own people in hopes that Israel will not drop bombs on them because there's children there. Yes. Uh, but Israel's doing it anyway. And the, the Israeli that I interviewed on my show a week or so ago said that, you know, the news reports out of Israel are that they, they're actually giving warnings to Hamas of when and where they will strike for the specific reason that women and children can then have time to uh, to leave yet hamas is not telling its own people to leave Uh, so there hamas is not passing on the word so then israel strikes anyway and women and children die that's israel's narrative i don't know what's true
5: it's so messy information is so messy in war so even if that's true i mean that doesn't change the fact that uh, you know both sides are guilty because like i said israeli is much, much bigger. Israel is much bigger and stronger than Hamas can ever be without assistance, right? So it's... Have you seen that movie? Please remind me what's that movie. Uh, Denzel Washington robbing the bank. Yes. Uh, you remember that? Like when, when, he, when he has a sick son and he's forced to rob the bank because no one... So he tries all the bureaucratic routes. That's my point. So he goes and... He's like, he's a working class. His son is dying and he tries to get the loan out. No loan. Banks are pushing him away. Like, there's no way. These guys tried work, hard work, 24-7.
4: Wait, so you're saying that Hamas has been trying all the peaceful routes and their only option was to kill a thousand Palestinians
5: have been trying all the peaceful routes. Palestinians have been trying to peaceful routes. What, to own Israeli land? No, to to get better living conditions in Gaza, as simple I'm as that. They Israel were, just, but they need to ask their own, they need to ask their own government. They elected Hamas. Well, Hamas cannot do anything without Israelis. Israelis treated Palestinian and Hamas like we don't care what you think. We don't care about your opinions. This is the point. This is the main uh, uh, the the purpose of this conversation. That when you are not heard, what do you do? Like that, I'm genuinely asking, like maybe somebody has an answer to that. So when you are not heard, okay, your Palestinians elected you because they had no other no other way. I mean, nobody was willing to protect them. No one. I mean, who was willing to protect them? Name one one source. I'm open to options. Both of you name one source. Maybe a leader. Maybe I don't. So I don't know how
4: many parties ran for office back then, but there must have been some peaceful, non-terroristic, non-militant group other than Hamas who wanted to run for office and maybe mimic the way that America made itself great because we ourselves used to be dirt poor when we first came to the United States when it was a barren wasteland. We had nothing, and we built the most powerful nation in the world through free market economics. So maybe a free market economist could have been elected there in Gaza.
5: see. Possibly, but possible. the issue
7: is I, I saw an Israeli state that actually there's the Oslo agreements that were in force, and nowhere in the Oslo agreement did it say between the PLO and Israel that Israel can't settle all these lands and just evict all the Palestinians. If the Palestinians don't like it, well, they should go back to the negotiating table and add that clause in where Israel's not allowed to take all your land. <laughs> wow! Wow, really? That's that's the stance. So I, I think there's really some realities here. President Putin uh, surmised the whole situation fairly well, and Sergei Lavrov as well, saying that this was the US moving and monopolising the sort of diplomacy in the in the region, forwarding their agenda and doing a terrible job of it. As we've already said, there were these UN resolutions where the nations came together and saying, no, this is unacceptable. Palestine needs to be a recognized state. Israel, you've got to stop doing this. But the problem with the UN, as we've seen at uh, the UN Security Council, where Russia and China put forward a resolution for an immediate ceasefire, evacuation of all hostages immediately, US, UK and France vetoed that resolution. So it's now gone to the General Assembly. Even if it passes in the General Assembly, it's non-binding anyway. Israel exactly. will just do what it wants to do, as it has done for years. As I've said, even before I came to Russia, I remember, uh, and Jeremy Corbyn got in a lot of trouble for bringing up Palestine and the blockade of Gaza, and there's been so many atrocities for years. So I don't think that any any party that tried to sell itself on, let's say, a Mahatma Gandhi approach would have got very far when you're up against the PLO or Hamas.
5: Exactly. Very, um, like we said... Camps.
7: Things. Mm-hmm.
5: Absolutely. And guess what? The the one person that kinda of wanted some type of peace, artifact they killed him. So yeah. every time there was a leader that Ivory is talking about, a uh, you know, peaceful approach, they were they were killed. Even in there's Egypt. Another
7: point, there's another point I like to make in recent events. Notice the timing of this, and again, I don't want to put a tin foil hat on, but we had the PR calamity that was Biden trying to push through that funding for Ukraine and Matt Gates getting the Speaker of the House removed. It was clearly not going to happen. Nothing more for Ukraine. No way. Boom, Israel kicks off. And it's not so much that, oh, right, we'll just send all this money to Israel instead. It's we'll have this much for Israel oh, and then we'll tag on some for Ukraine. It's like, oh, so Raytheon and Lockheed can still profit. In fact, they'll profit even more. Exactly. Now, the wheels of the same machine are, t- are turning, but blood of other people is now being spilt. So it's not just the Slavs killing each other. Now we've got Arabs and Jews killing each other as well. So it's just it's just money making for everyone.
5: Yeah. And I, I really believe that we're going to, they, they, lo- they want this conflict. America... Mm-hmm. Cannot, it's like a feeding mechanism. This country is is on a, a machine hooked up on an air that's called war. There's no way they can function without this. So I know most Americans don't want to hear this. But as a third-person perspective that's coming in, right, I think Simpson – see, you know how Simpson, uh, the, the TV show, predicts everything? Like they, they become famous yeah, for predicting the future – there's an episode in Simpson, like, where in this episode, the world has peace. Like, mm-hmm. world is in peace. And guess why? There is no America. Wow. <laughs> so the United <laughs> States is not present in the episode and there's peace. Th- that has to say something to, to us, right, to Americans that we... Yeah,
7: yeah, no, that's not fair because before America, there was the UK. Oh, well, Britain. Britain,
8: that's Britain
7: true. was there <laughs> They were enough. the
4: world power before America came.
8: That's
0: on. right. Uh, and for people right.
4: watching, uh, Elizabeth's from the country of Georgia. I know people are going to say, where are you from? Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. I'm, I'm from Georgia, even though I'm an American citizen. I'm a double citizen. But, you know, that's that's also something that I want to mention. You know, Israelis um, refer to their belief when they say that we belong in this on this land, right? It's ours. So... Yeah. Coming from a country that got dissected, I don't know how many of you know Georgian history, but we are Asian people, like Caucasian word comes from Georgia, by the way, the white Caucasian. Oh, yeah. So that comes from Caucasian mountains, which Georgia is right on it. So... We got, our land got dissected by Ottomans. I mean, you just, you just look at the history of Jerusalem. It's, it's constant war and protecting ourselves from everyone. So by that logic, I should knock on the, the door of Turks right now and say, give me my land back. <laughs> I belong there. Like what? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. Like there are Christian church, churches in Trabzon from the old, old times, like we, we belong there. Should I, should I, uh, you know, knock on Turks land and say like, Oh, once, once upon a time, it was ours and you should just give it us give it back to us because we need it. It doesn't work that way. You know, like there are certain gets things back
7: that- to Zionism though, this is where this, all the Zionism comes from. And, and one of the, the sparking events was this raid by Israel or sorry, Israeli settlers and attack on them, on Palestinians in one of the most fundamental mosques uh, in in that region. I've forgotten the name, Al something. Yeah. Uh, but there's then one of the oldest Christian uh, churches in, in that area. I, actually, Israel bombed one of the Catholic churches in the Gaza Strip recently. So you've got a whole mishmash. I'm going to go back to what some, I think Ivory said in uh, before about Janet Yellen. Talking about we can afford two wars. Now that's that's lovely if Janet Yellen can afford two wars, but how many Americans can afford two wars? Especially after they've just paid for Ukraine. I'm pretty sure that most everyday working Americans are like, no, I actually can't afford to now sure. pay for Israel against who knows who. Because is it going to be Syria? Is it going to be Lebanon and Hezbollah? Is it then also going to be Iran? And once we're finished with that, are we are we still going for China? So, Yellen, how much have you got in your back pocket for, what, three? Three wars? Is that how many you want to fund? I think Americans, I think it's actually the people that can most help the Palestinians, and not even just the Palestinians, this whole mess in the Middle East. Because without the U.S., Israel fails, just like Ukraine would fail within two weeks. Israel would fall, be completely eradicated, presumably. Wait, you're saying
4: little Hamas would take down Israel? No, not just Hamas. Not
7: alone not Iran alone but... would
4: come to its rescue
7: yes one one country not mentioned much is qatar now True. we've we've heard a lot about weapons coming from ukraine being bought on the black market and sent to hamas who done it a big mystery not really but who paid for it well that's another question and it's actually the fingers tend to point towards qatar so qatar's mm-hmm. a very rich country staying on the sidelines. But seemingly, evidence might suggest, depending on where you're looking, that actually they may have funded these weapon acquisitions for Hamas. So you have this whole boiling point. My point is, if the U.S. isn't throwing its weight around with two carrier groups now being assigned, they're the Royal Navy also being assigned into the Mediterranean to show, Putin now countering that, saying the Russian Air Force will patrol with Kinzhal missiles. Oh, by the way, your carrier groups are within range and you don't have a counter to those missiles. Watch it. So if the U.S. pulls the plug and goes, actually, no, we can't afford these wars, or the U.S. people rise up and say, no, not in our name, Ukraine, that's ended. Israel would have to capitulate and go, all right, guys, whoa, 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 we're not going into Gaza. And no, we're not going to drop U.S. j bombs on Baptist hospitals, killing all the civilians that you warned to evacuate from the north to the south. And then evidence seems to suggest we're intentionally bombed and killed. That wouldn't happen. So I'm not saying without the U.S., the world would be at peace. But certainly if the U.S. people said, no, Janet Yellen, (laughs) what are you talking about? We're not paying for it. Let's actually look after ourselves and our own economy. And and maybe let's shut down some of these what 700 military bases around the world. Maybe let's start cost cutting and looking after number one. Maybe then we'd see a cessation of some of these hostilities.
5: Yeah. And, you know, I have to say kudos to Ivory for leaving Fox because here's the thing. There there was a video that I also uploaded on my Instagram uh, surface where the the soldier is asked, the simple soldier, American soldier is asked that, oh, Rand Paul is the, the enemy of the nation because what he wants to do, guys, is pull you back from all these bases and to, to kind of pull you back, get you back home. And he, he starts to say, well, I, I think it's more unwise to stay where we are and kind of initiate wars with countries like Iran. And all of a sudden, the news, are, oh, connection broke. Sorry. Can you, that was Fox? That's, uh, yeah. I, I think that was Fox, but I'm just saying that maybe it was, I don't know. But I'm just saying that major channels are just all in the same pot. You know what I mean? Like here, here is a quick decision by whoever producer, whatever host to cut the news because a soldier says it's unwise for us to fight guys. Like it's not plausible. It's not good. And they're like cut. Right. Wow. Before we wrap up, I really want to say kind of, I think we are the best crew to talk about this. Um, So uh, biblical part of it, guys, Uh, tinfoil heads, okay? No, not tinfoil heads. I mean, you know, the Bible kind of says all those things, right? The attack on Holy Land, all of this. And people, even people who are completely not religious started talking about this. And this is where I'm like, what? So the things that we are seeing kind of feels like the end of times, right? So you had the the COVID, you had all this like pandemic, which Bible says they start starts there. That's and right. then, yeah, constant conflict. And then boom, even Kim Iverson had a, a priest in the show to maybe describe why is it that we are seeing so many signs uh, towards like biblical signs to the end of the world. And if, let's say, play out the scenario that this is, Part of the, that time, where the end is going to come, right? There is this prophecy that a person, one person, will bring the peace, um, and he will rule over three nations. So, three nations under the peace, and then the world will. He will give the world the peace for three years only, and then he will turn on his own policies and and the peace, and he he declares that either you worship me and what I have to say or there will be wars, right? So the question I have to you, if this is remotely true, who do you think from the, the pool of people that we have can pull this? So who is that person? Like, is, there, is that person even visible right now? On Because I've been thinking about this, right? Like, is it coming from the West and who's, like, certainly not Biden. Is it Chinese leader? Is it Putin? Like who do you think could have pull off like could pull off such a miracle to to bring peace in the Middle East? Well, I I think it probably would be someone
4: from the United States because the US is just so powerful and has been for so long that it it's just hard to believe that someone else would topple America and rule over them and another other countries to create peace. So I think it'd be America ruling, you know, whoever secedes Biden, you know, it's sadly, it's likely that there's going to be someone, someone radical who comes after Biden. Um, Unfortunately, I think that's going to be the case. And then that person would rule over three nations create peace and then their ego would get the best for them as they always do. And then turn. So that's my prediction.
7: Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually more thinking about it. It wouldn't be Xi. It wouldn't be Putin. I don't think because, well, both Xi and Putin already rule over numerous nations. we got the Russian Federation and then we have China with all its provinces Mm -hmm. Uh, the U.S., you could say, well, that's the same. That's lots of countries united in the United States, but I don't think the U.S. is the power that it was uh, or thought it was. So I don't think it actually has that meaningful control yet to to do that. Unless it was somebody who was saying, "All right, the U.S. isn't going to foment wars everywhere else." That could be one thing, but as I've said even France in Africa has caused problems and we've seen the Africans rise up against it. So is it the Middle East? Um, maybe, uh, I would say that's probably the easiest region where you could perhaps control three, what well, let's call them nations, but I wouldn't even limit it to just nations, uh, three maybe peoples or spheres or, uh, cultures that then mm-hmm. stop warring. Um, I'd say that's probably and I would probably say that it's probably not a figure that we see yet. I don't think it's going to be Trump in the U.S., honestly. Uh, many people. I, just, I doubt
4: that our elections are even legit anymore. <laughs> I <laughs> doubt that our vote counts. And that's why I'm saying, sadly, it's probably going to be someone radical after Biden who's installed.
7: Mm. I
4: hope I'm wrong. No, no. I pray I'm wrong.
7: Hmm. But not someone that I could probably name and say, this this would be the person to do it uh, in this case. So uh, I have heard those, and I've heard an Indian guy recognise me at an airport, and he started telling me about uh, I can't remember the religion that prophecy that the prophecy came from. He was talking Hindu? about a great from Israel that close. <laughs> well, it took it took over parts of Syria. Uh, with the oil and then the gas. And he was talking about Israel expanding to become this state. And he was saying that's where the Antichrist would come from. And the one thing about that that rang in my head, I was like, ah, so that's why the U.S. has been sitting on that oil in Syria for all these years, siphoning off that wealth, just waiting for the time when Israel then expands out and creates this great Israel state. That's the one piece of this um, sort of mystic prophecy that I was like, oh, that could that could kind of make sense. But otherwise, I don't buy into much of that. The one thing I'm hoping, the one prophecy that I hope doesn't come to pass is Zhiranovsky. Ten years ago, he made some eerie predictions about Ukraine. Oh my gosh, about I know
5: Ukraine. what you're talking about. Yes, he this
7: He said, uh, it was 19 years ago and he, he talked about Israel and whether it exists. And he said, you'll see in 20 years time. So that gives us another year left, and he talked about the collapse of Israel and then moving into Russian territory. Uh, he went into far more detail, but then the the sort of hypothesis is that this is what's behind the depopula- uh, depopular of Ukraine now is, and and then I've t- already talked about the Ukrainian Zionism. So we have some similarities in these thinking of a uh, like homeland. Zhirinovsky was of the opinion that Israel will move to presumably Ukraine or, or the states that are formerly Ukraine and become part of the Russian Federation and thus benefit from the protection and modern weapon systems of Russia, which has a future. Zhirinovsky believes uh, they won't go to the America because it's too full of African-Americans, Latinos. So the culture's dead. America has no future uh, that Russia would be. Well, the America's
5: always prepare. been a melting pot. Not has, to this level, yeah, but because we are seeing a ton of immigrants. Not to this level. Like I'm sorry, but America has crashed in terms of immigration. Like it's incredible what's happening to the borders right now. So I do see the, I do see your point in this. I would nothing would surprise me anymore because here's the thing: they are they, you know the, the lots of. American elites were in cahoots with Hitler. We know the Union Bank, and they funded Hitler. So why is that? Because the Zionists on on top, right? If we really want to get to the core, they always believed in some type of pure nation or pure blood, or I don't know. It's their belief, not mine. So don't don't you know blame me for it. I'm just I'm just a messenger. They always believed in this type of like nation that has to be some type of you know, pure or something, and. What they are doing in, in America right now, they are flooding the country with multiple different nations. That's not what they believe in at all. So why are they doing this? Unless their plans are to move the censure somewhere else. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, hmm. and I can't speak too much for Janoski. <laughs> so people are familiar with his work. That was, that was something that's come to pass. But alas, yeah. I'm afraid I'm about to run out of time.
5: Yeah, we, we, I think, are pretty much there, too. So thank you, Mike, so much. Always so interesting to get your perspective. Stay safe uh, in the front lines. And, uh, yeah, it was a good discussion. I think we've touched, like, seven different issues in, like, one hour, which is good. (laughs) Always good. Yes. thanks so much, Mike. Great talking to
4: you.
7: Pleasure. Thank you both.
4: Bye. Bye.
1: Now.